Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. How's it going? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for opening up your ears and letting uh, my voice and other people's voices go into your mind and just set up camp there and stay overnight and get spooked because they hear uh, something strange rustling in the uh, leaves. Is it Sasquatch or is it just uh, old memories that you've uh, repressed in that dark forest of your gray matter? Listen, I'm excited for this episode because it's so fun. It's, uh, it's well, it's chill, actually. I, bro- I probably bothered him. I probably wasted his time. But this is one of my favorite funny mans on all the planet. It's Ron Lynch, okay? And at the Odd Block Festival in Winnipeg, um, we've done it two years uh, together at the same time. And uh, he's become a real buddy that I love hanging out, eating food, and uh, cracking up laughing with. And I dragged him out of his uh, very uh, fun life uh, to have him talk to me for an hour. And this is that, is the Utopia to Me episode. And he does talk about some of his utopian ideas. And also a lot about some history of comedy that is very cool and interesting. So um, we're just going to dive right into it. I don't know where you are. Um, Are you on my roof, like, watching me do this intro? If so, I'm calling the cops. But otherwise, sit back and enjoy, because you're going to love it. Here we go. This is episode 75 with Ron Lynch. We're starting now. Enjoy. There we go. It's recording already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but how does it start? Is there music? Yeah, there's like a huge... You do um, like an intro thing and then... There's an overture. Right. <laughs> you talk for a while first, right? Yeah, I talk for a very long time. I talk about my personal feelings, oh. what I said to my therapist. I know how podcasts work. <laughs> you should get a podcast. I should. I noticed that podcasts have a good crowd. They, <laughs> they do. Town. Yeah. Well, these days now, also, like, people don't want to leave the computer. So they get right. to know, they see entertainment from their ears yeah, on yeah. the computer. But people walk listening to podcasts, too. So you can't really, people use podcasts to entertain themselves while they're walking sometimes. Yeah. Do you walk with podcasts in your ears? I don't. No. You like the sounds of the city. Um, I like the sounds of the city, and I can't stand podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for... Oh, well, this is how I'm going to intro you. You are um, a legend in the comedy scene, and I'm a big fan. Oh. So I'm really wow. glad you're doing this one. Okay. You don't ever have to listen to it. What Now, what makes the legend thing? Does that mean because I'm older? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Mo, my first... Yeah. Uh, uh, when I first saw you was through Dr. Katz and Home Movies. That's quite a while ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a while ago, yeah. And then in real life, I did your nonstop open mic at Bridgetown in uh-huh. 2012 or something. And then, uh, do you remember that thing? In the bar? Yeah. On the corner? The yeah. tanker? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was one of my favorite things ever. I know. You don't have to remember, remember me from I then. I do remember you now. No, you yes, don't I have do. to. You did a thing about comedy or something. He did like a thing. <laughs> oh my god! Right, that's right. Yeah. Do you do that a lot? Because you've met a million, a million comedians. Do you do that a lot? Do you go? Yeah, I remember you. You're no. I mean, I do remember you somehow. Well, we doing that thing. No, no. Well, don't don't worry about that. I made people leave at the bar. Right? Was it that night? There were like some regulars at the bar, and I eventually got them to stop talking and leave the leave the place. The only time <laughs> I did it, I've done it Bridgetown twice, and the only time I did that show. It was not a. It was a rough go. I yeah. gotta. I gotta admit. Uh huh. But then I went to L.A. a couple times uh, to visit friends who are also good friends of yours now, um, like Katie Crown and Brian Barlow, Brian Barlow and Davey right. and stuff. Sure. And I did the Tomorrow Show there a couple times, and now right. I, and then in last year I did the, the Tomorrow Show here in Winnipeg where we're at mm-hmm. for the Odd Block Festival. So yeah, now and you're doing it tonight, though. People, when they're hearing this, it won't be tonight to them. No, this one's not going back. up for half a year. Uh, I'm backlogged. Logged. Yeah, I have a ton of guests. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how much I love podcasts. I do this sporadically. I have. We have. This has a fan base, and thank you everybody for listening and being so nice and sending me messages. But I'm not a regular Joe at it. Sometimes I take a month or two off. Huh. 
But you're that far ahead, so who cares? I got a backlog. The listeners don't know. Yeah, the listeners don't even know that I've got some pretty Andrew Garfield, Brad Pitt coming up. Right. The listeners are very unaware that both of us are now dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is like uh, Facebook. Like, after I die, the podcasts still keep going up every week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people send me messages and, like, a robot response. It's very nice. It's the future. Huh. But do you like your life? Do you like doing everything you do? Um, Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Oh, physical stuff doesn't work, right? They can't see what I'm doing. No, he shrugged. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I will Uh, subtitle your physical stuff. I love, I was just in Edinburgh, and they have TV channels where they show the show, and you hear the dialogue and everything, but between, like, let's say it's a, um, a crime drama, uh, they'll be talking about, okay, well, you go over to the, the car, and we have to immediately point guns at the guy. And then it'll, the, the dialogue will stop, and then you'll hear another voice going, they then go over to the cars and point the gun at the window. Like, they it's for blind people? Yeah, people that would be right. for blind people, yeah. They Wait, they have, say it. Right. But they don't. you don't read it. There's a narrator that's describing what's going on. I would love that job so for blind people, but there's also there's also a um, a sign language guy in the corner for for hearing impaired people no. as well. There is, I swear. There's no space for a show. They, that must be a requirement <laughs> of TV in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Wild, so right? the the sign language guy in the corner, the subtitles, and the voice that I understood immediately. I think yeah. I, I think one show it didn't have the sign language guy; it just had the describing guy. That's probably because even Scottish people can't decipher that accent. Oh yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Boing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take off. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, that's really funny. I would love that job to describe what a show is doing. I would sound. Right. Um, I would do it fun- in a funny way. I think I would wind up going, um, he's um, now um, going over to the, the car. I'd be, I'd be saying um a lot too much. Yeah. And he, yeah. He'd have to go, uh, forget it. Uh, it forget t- it. It doesn't matter. He's at the car now. <laughs> yeah. Um, those people he shot. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. He shot people a while ago. Yeah. 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 If you didn't yeah. hear the guns going off. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. I would love to do a described uh, television and just... Ask questions. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you guys think of that? Do you think he's, he's the guilty guy? Do you think he did it? Hmm, maybe he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to... You don't, you don't think you're a legend? People are honored to do the Tomorrow Show. Um, tell me other well, things that you've done. it's a fun show. It's not always great. You know, yeah. It's like... Um, I've watched it in L.A. and done it a few times. But one time, I'll say it on record since I've told you in person, I got to meet David Higgins backstage, who's a friend uh-huh. of yours. And I'm, um, being, especially being from Toronto, I'm a major fan of The Wrong Guy. Oh, one yeah. One of the funniest movies Wrong in the guy world. Is great. If, you, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, you must see it. Yeah, don't be dumb. I feel like that I've brought that <laughs> movie up a few times on this. Yeah. Or I had Dan Redekin as a guest on this a long time ago, and he was in The Wrong Guy. Um, he's in the, he's the, the guy that actually orchestrated the whole crime. Huh. Remember, he's like standing in the boardroom and he's like, Hibbert? No, I, th- I just saw him. I think he's in the bathroom. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way I wound up seeing is that I just, uh, it was a long time ago. Uh, Dave Foley used to have parties at his house occasionally and, um. I was at his house and I looked down at a box of a bunch of DVDs and I went, "What's what's this?" And he goes, "That's ah, a movie I was in." I said, "Can I have one of these?" And he went, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And, really? Um, God, it was so I was so fortunate to get a copy of it and, and watch it. Yeah. And the 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 commentary is hilarious to me because the commentary is like four of the funniest guys ever, and um, they're describing a scene and somebody goes. Wait! Don't they may not have seen the movie yet, and somebody just went, "Why? Why would they be listening to the commentary first? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll start with. I guess there are people people would do that. 
I, I, there must be people that might. Oh my just god! Go right to the commentary. There's some dumb people out there. There are dumb people. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what what I feel how I feel about that anymore. Well, some people don't understand how things work, or they want to be different, so they go. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna listen to the pot, the interesting stuff about the movie first. Right. They're really smart. So I don't. But miss they're also corny. Later. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe they're trying to make sure they get the most. <laughs> Out of the movie. We're in a hotel lobby, so we're also getting distracted a little bit. No, I was turning to see if I left that computer on, because I realized I started working on that computer <laughs> and then did walked you? away from it. Did you look up weird I didn't get stuff? Done. I didn't get Are you writing done. stuff for Crapshoot? i got to think of something. Yeah. Yeah, I have to put that show together, and I have to print up the thing and then cut it up and then put all the slips into a hat. So every t- it's weird when you're like, oh, I have to do something short and non-stand-up-y for a show um, I usually instantly go in my mind to something physical and then I'm like I get too scared to do something physical <laughs> so I'll like I'll probably well, write that's what you should do oh my god if that's the most scared thing you should do that I'll just ask the audience what animal they want to see anything goes yeah yeah I think Rob Schneider's movie, the An- Mr. Little Animal or whatever it's called, ruined ac- men acting like animals. Did I you ever see it? I remember the coming attraction to it. That's about <laughs> it. I said, all right, well, here's something I'm not seeing. I like that you called it the coming attractions because that just frames it that you had to see it in a theater. You're like, oh, crap. And what do you, you call them previews? Yeah, right? previews yeah. or trailers. Yeah, Rob Schneider is little Mr. Animal Man. And what would he do? Would he turn into an animal but still be human? Yeah, I guess he acted like an animal, oh. and then he fell in love with a pretty girl. Oh, wow. Well, sounds like a great movie. I'm sorry I missed it. Every comedy movie is a dumb guy getting the prettiest girl. Huh. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, when you're, if you're a comedian... Even in the wrong guy. Yeah, if you're a comedian and you uh, are making pretty good money, and you have something to do with the casting, of course you're going to set it up that way yeah i think of course i don't think i would do that though what would you, know? you do what would your comedy vehicle look like perfect utopian comedy would vehicle. Have seven wheels oh you mean okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my first solo comedy thing was with rob schneider on a, in a mexican restaurant is that true yeah out of boston yeah he was in town um and I met him in San Francisco years ago, um, but just just a co- co- complete coincidence that it was him and this guy Billy Martin who wrote for. Was it after SNL? It was before, way before SNL. Oh wow! Yeah, when did you start? Nineteen forty-seven. Yeah, um, right. When everyone was just settling, writing all their books about the World War II experience. Very early eighties, if not seventy-nine. Really. Uh, very beginning, yeah. Wow. Congratulations. I was, com- I was in a comedy team for a very long time. Who with who? This guy, Bob. Bob Lamont. Bob um, what? Bob Lamont. We uh, flipped a coin, and he decided to have a family, and I kept doing comedy. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Amazing. What, what, were you, what were you guys called? Lynch and Lamont? We were called uh, Bob and Ron. Nice. <laughs> I, and because I, of that, we were often reviewed and then compared to... These guys, Bob and Ray. Yeah, the classics. You know of them, yeah. Well, yeah, like Chris Elliott's Elliot's dad. Chris father, right. Yeah. Uh, Were you guys like that? Were you kind of dry or? Not really. You're very dry, but you're, it's funny because your verbal humor is very dry, but you're very physical as well. You're you're good at Uh all the, (laughs) all the hand Uh tricks. Yeah. (laughs) The hand tricks of Ron Lynch. Oh, I forgot to do my favorite the other night. What was it? It's just an, you know, it's just it's oh, yeah, a stretching yeah. arm. Thing. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I'll work it in somewhere in the festival. How long did you guys do, do the duo for? I started in a duo as well. Oh, my God. With Brian Barlow. <laughs> with oh, Brian. that's right. That's right. The, and we did that's it on your right. show. You did it on the show. That's right. The Gerg, we were that's called. That's right. Yeah. It's all coming back. Do you remember that? That was the yeah, David Higgins night. Of course I do. Oh, my God. We both started in duos. Yeah. And that was me and Brian doing, like, you know... Like, we hadn't done it in years. Right. So I was just visiting, and we did it. Yeah, it was fun. It went really well. Yeah. Yeah, I could get back together with my old partner, and I'm sure it would take two seconds. Yeah, yeah, you just get that language, yeah. right? We, we no, did pretty, if we yeah. were to, he would in, insist that it was new stuff. 
if we were going to do something again, oh, yeah. he would insist. Because mostly because he probably he hasn't done it in eons. Yeah, and he probably has ideas that he would want to do or something. You know. But, yeah. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, Amazing. So, so when did you start going solo? Oh, you said the first solo was with Rob Schneider. That was my first solo gig where it was out of town, out of Boston somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a crappy road thing. Are you from Boston? No, but that's where I did comedy. That's where I started doing stand-up and everything. Okay. Boston. Was that before, like, all the pre-Mr. Show guys? It was... Yeah, it was before that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I know a bunch of, like, John Ennis and David Cross started there, too, right? Well, yeah, David Cross it was Cross Comedy, and yeah, John that's Ennis it. was in that group. I directed a couple of their shows. Wow. And, um, that's amazing. Yeah, and uh, pretty fun. I knew all those guys. Yeah. Paul Kozlowski and uh, Cross. And, well, I uh, feel like you, like, even the fact that you remember me just from, like, a bunch of instances, I feel like you, you probably... I would say, like, you and Andy Kindler are probably the two guys that know everybody in comedy. <laughs> like, uh, ever. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, like, I went to college with Andy Kindler. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might have even brought that up when we were... He did this podcast a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, he, yeah. We, That might have come up somehow. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, we were in a... I was in a Sam Shepard play, and he was in the band that played on stage during the show. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So I've, I've known him for we, for years. Well, well, my friends and I have talked about this. Um, you know, most of my, my scene is mostly from Toronto, but uh, two of the major shows to get on that are just legendary that we love is Andy Kindler's alternative show, Just for Laughs, and he does it in Toronto now too for JFL uh, Toronto. But and the Tomorrow Show. What? Come yeah, on. no, it's true. So you guys are like both these two like hilarious still hilarious legends that like help out like young guys all the time young people comics it's very well, yeah, nice yeah i like new comedy too more than you know somebody i've seen a million times right right so um but you're you're unique i think that was one reason i remember you oh thanks so yeah i don't like to be i didn't get into comedy from like because of the evening at the improv brick wall guys you yeah, know what i mean right I yeah got, yeah I'm influenced by the sillier yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's how I wound up actually going to Just for Laughs was Andy's show. Oh, really? And then did a couple of other shows, yeah. Wow, I wish I caught that. Yeah, I didn't really start going till 2007 or so. Yeah, I don't. I think it was like 90, wow, I don't know, 97, 96? No, before that. had to be before that. Yeah. Huh. So how did that solo show go in Boston? Do you remember? Because it was your first one out of town, you said? Oh, the one where, the, where you were, like, doing the show with Rob Schneider and it was your first solo show? Oh, that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember how it was going? Show, I'm, it's like oh, sorry. My first, my I meant first like, show by myself doing stand-up, yeah. Yeah, without Bob, um, yeah. It was fun. It was really good. Um, it was in a really weird Mexican restaurant, so I know I talked about the, the restaurant first <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty crappy audience. It was really bad. In terms of the audience, you know, yeah, because it was a pretty widespread out, uh, middle, gigantic spread out restaurant, and the stage I think was in the middle. So it wasn't like a club. No, it wasn't a club. It was like a barely conducive. It was like a restaurant. standard bad gig, and Boston <laughs> had a lot of them outside of Boston. Yeah, and then when I moved to California, people would say, "Oh, it's a, it's really bad," and I would go there. And the reason it was bad is that it was on a dance floor. But the audience was fine. Like, nobody's thro- throwing anything. and Yeah. Um, yeah. Boston has some of the worst road gigs, I think, ever. Yeah, that's a... That's Every a co- place has bad road gigs. Yeah, yeah. Saying. I would not... Yeah. Most road gigs are bad, I think, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's never, like, yeah, hip, urban... Right. Sophisticate. Well, probably... I, I'm sorry. You and I both, <laughs> I think, fits here because... Yeah. Um... Our stuff wouldn't reach a lot of people. Yeah, we have <laughs> yeah we have silly tendencies. Uh, yeah. I was there's a club franchise in Canada called Yuck Yucks. Right. I know you've heard of them, but yeah. I was with them for quite a while, and it, it's the experience is obviously valuable. But after a while, I started booking my own gigs, like tours, and we came into a conflict with that. And I was like, eh, I'll go with my own tours because the road, the one nighter road things. Sure, they make good money, and I don't, and not everyone I would die, but it doesn't matter. I didn't like how I felt after. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 
like so babysitting. They, they it's like babysitting. You, they object to you doing something outside there. Yeah, um, someone creative makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. They're like, can you just tell me what I would already say to my friend? Yeah. <laughs> I used to think that I, I understood that, but now I don't at all when, like, one club would say, you can't work this other club that's across town. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah, I can't. It's my job. Yeah. <laughs> I have to work at that's, the I have to work the other club. That's another thing where it's like, what? Yeah, some of these other clubs are better, so I would like to just go there. Right. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's right. nice. Now I have is that enough of an intro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does, okay, people listening, do you think they know everything they need to know about you? Anything else? Are you no. serious? Oh, that's, a, that's an open book. <laughs> no, I don't. Do you want to hear something funny? Is that a good answer? I just started seeing a therapist um, because um, people have been telling me to go for years and years. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> But I did for a bit, and I really like her. She's nice. Oh, good. But she really made me laugh the other day. I was like, it's funny because um, even when you're confident, you think you're a really self-aware person, and you know who you are and all this stuff. Once you start really digging in there, it just is an endless sort of pit, eh? And she's like, oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Uh, Tell me about it. I know. I love that. That's great. I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing. I'm like paying this lady <laughs> to just do the thing with the brain. Right. Does she write things down? No, right? She's a therapist. So no, she, she doesn't. She just sits there, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm, sometimes I feel like I'm reminding her right. of who, all the pieces that I've set up so earlier. You would, tell, you would tell people like three things about yourself and you would maybe go, I don't know if I should see anybody. And they would go, oh yeah, you should. You yeah. You should see it probably see a therapist yeah because you need to talk it out you want you won't talk things out with a friend that way uh yeah right yeah and between my wife and my friends i'm a really expressive person so i do express myself a lot Uh uh-huh but after a while you yourself don't want to be that's not the relationship you want to have with your you know like where you're always being like my brain but uh right (laughs) and and last year um my daughter was my first daughter was born first kid and then my dad died like right after, and then I was on the road so oh, much. Oh boy! So I think my brain was fit to blow by the end of last year. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like even when I was here at this festival last year with you, I was. It was wild. It was like so much fun, but in my head, I'm like, help! <laughs> right? Did you just have the child before? Just before that, or close to it? Well, end of March. Right. But then my. My what's well, close? My biological father passed away end of June. Now right. you're my therapist, right? <laughs> See what I mean? Okay, yeah. See, <laughs> right. But yeah, so I think like moments like that. That's when people are like, go talk to, right, someone that won't judge you like I am. Well, yeah, you need a uh, at least a grievance counselor. Yeah, have you ever done something like that? No, <laughs> I just cry. Yeah, right. no. If I had a gun. It, I would probably it'd be, yeah, I'd just cry and shoot the wall or something. Oh, okay, good. I didn't know where you were going with that. I was going to recommend therapy. I'm pr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way I'm a murderer. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever thought about it? No. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you think about it, and then you, you go, well, no, why would I? That's not going to, no. Yeah. But if, if, I, I, if I did it, I wouldn't be able to solve it anymore. Yeah. Oh, there's Sarah and Heather. <laughs> yeah, if I killed someone, I would cry for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, is that what you're talking about? Not killing yourself, killing somebody else. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I would. I yeah. wouldn't kill myself. I feel like that'd be a waste of food <laughs> that I could enjoy for oh, quite okay, a few yeah. years later. Right. right. Okay. I was going to say you'd be saving a lot of food. <laughs> lot That's of food what my slots. suicide note would be. <laughs> enjoy the extra food, you creeps. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, okay. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I just wrote it down. So this the premise of this podcast is Utopia to me. You have to talk about what your perfect utopian world is. And we're kind of like, we've described some stuff of what we're like. Yeah. I'll say it doesn't have to even be the planet Earth. You can, do, you can create from scratch or you could take this and muck with it, whatever right. you think. Wouldn't this have been better if I thought about this ahead of time it could be you're a 
you got a comedic genius brain. I bet you you could come up with good stuff um, right now. Mm. Or it would have been better if you just knew about my podcast before. No, yeah, you did tell me about this, but I don't think about other people's podcasts all the time. Yeah, because podcasts are terrible. Yeah, they're and boring. Plus, I did. I forgot what this podcast was about. So I guess in my utopian, <laughs> I would know things ahead of time. Number one, <laughs> I would be prepared. Um, uh, I would have. That sounds like my utopia. Me, yeah, that's me. Though. My utopia would be you know about my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know about yours, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Um, no, it can be anything. What's something that? Okay, let me shape it like this. What's something in this world that is missing for you that you would love? So much. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Give me um, anything. Um, I would like to be able to travel, but that's for free. I like. I would like to go places for free. Yeah. And see everything. I'd be I'd like to see everything on this planet. Yeah. See things without worrying about money or... That's such a good point. No one's uh, ever brought that up. What's uh, the most exotic place you've been? Wow. Um... Exotic, Boston. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Marblehead. That's which is north of Boston. Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Italy was pretty cool. Yeah, I've never Paris been there. It's great. Nothing's really exotic though. Um, when you're over there for Edinburgh, do you take different trips through Europe? Like, why take advantage of being over there? No, not really. Um, luckily, when I I was over there with Eddie Pepitone. Yeah, uh, doing two separate shows. Um, he had a friend over there, and that guy drove us around like a couple of days. He just took us to places nearby Edinburgh. Like I saw the first golf course that was ever made. Whoa! Um, and the building where they make up the golf rules. Oh, wow! Um, like that's the center of golfing there. And Scotland is like just beautiful, right? That's what everyone. It's great. Tells me I've never. I been. visited in the late nineties with a friend of mine, and we. Wind up, uh, we were advised by this two older women in every town to give you tourist advice. Um, and and well, by every town, I mean every town in Scotland. And yeah. We drove into one, and we said we wanted to go here, and they just went, why don't you just rent a car? You got a license? Just rent yourself a car and drive around. You'll have a good time. And um, we wound up renting a car. Um, at one point, I was on the wrong side of the road and drove into a town, and a car came straight at me, oh, and I shit. went to the wrong side of the car so we almost head up head on he finally got past me and i rolled the window down and i went i'm an american and then he smiled and put his thumb up so I guess that's, a, I guess. <laughs> that's a very um, nice yeah. reaction but yeah it is beautiful it's beautiful that's not an american reaction right the thumbs up yeah that's very nice it's beautiful and uh we saw castles and uh, all kinds oh, yeah. of wild like there's tons of sheep and cows and everything in the field yeah and it was May, and yet some of the towns had snow covering them. Was everyone wearing those climbing. classic, like, thick wool sweaters? Ha, 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 I you want one what? of those. No, people don't. I mean, you do see guys that do wear kilts, but that's because they're... Oh, those, yeah. The guy, that guy. They're the guy that does that. Yeah, so, yeah. You know? It's not, a, it's not a common clothing form for men, I don't think, at all. Um, yeah, it's just like this old traditional thing that... Yeah. Um, Guys wear them, uh, Scottish guys wear them in Canada. Like, I know some Canadian people with Scottish background, they wear kilts for their wedding. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And then that's... That, I think that's dressing up. They have an outfit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, there are stores in Scotland that sell you a complete outfit. The, yeah. Um, the skirt... Which is not called a skirt. The kilt. You know that shirt, shirt. That, that T-shirt you can buy that has the tuxedo print on the T-shirt? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I would like to get pants that has the kilt design on the pants. Huh. That's uh, a good idea. So what would, what would so below the knee, it would just be flesh-colored? Yeah. It'd be... An art, a really good artist would have to make that one. <laughs> it would have to be pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I like that. And traveling, no money, but... Oh, we're still on the utopia thing. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, we can uh, go wherever we want. But yeah, traveling for f- <laughs> for free. Um, that's really good. I would love to do that too. I'm I'm mostly only been in North America, Canada, the States, and some Caribbean islands and stuff. So yeah, I haven't haven't even breached Europe yet, and uh, so that means yeah, I think about that all the time. I'm a huge fan of Herzog's movies, uh-huh. and I really love how he basically 
builds a movie around going on an adventure right? on the planet. Exactly. Like I would love to have that courage and right. do that exactly. Do that kind of thing. Did you see the Fitzcarraldo documentary yeah. thing as well? I love it. Pretty great, yeah. When he talks about how horrible, horrifying nature is. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He's he speaks at a theater in L.A. very occasionally. I think he's only been there twice that I can think of. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, and a friend of mine does a great impression of him. But, uh, yeah, traveling, Werner Herzog... What was right before that? Whatever uh, you can. What's another thing you'd want in your perfect world? Hmm. I like that you're taking the time to have thoughtful. Sometimes people are just like, you know, um, the sky just is pizza. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just making up absurdities. But, yeah, yeah. But, Which you can do too. Oh. Yeah. Everything is pink. <laughs> yeah. That would be horrible. That would be the worst. I yeah, think. you'd think you'd like it for thing. a bit, but after right, a while, exactly. you don't want like, anything too uh, extreme, right? I miss green. Um, yeah. Uh, less cars, less people. That's very nice. Yeah. Most people say less people. Isn't that funny? Yeah. All humans agree that there there needs to be less of us. Yeah. Just get rid of all the bad people. You know what I mean? I would love that. Um, They're winning. They're winning. <laughs> right. They're right. They have too much power in this world. Yeah, it's getting crazy. Um, yeah. How they think about, we're not loving everybody instead of having wars, huh? Uh, yeah. But you know what? Even though most people, I think, feel that way, it doesn't come up on here a lot. Huh. Yeah. I, I think that's great. I don't understand. I don't know how that would happen, but yeah. it's a utopia thing, so I can make up fantasies, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not having a war, people understanding each other. Yeah. But huh. that's, you know... That's the dream of many people. You know what it'd be? It'd be like a world where everyone loves each other, but then one person would hug too much, and then that would start a war because they'd feel uncomfortable, and they'd be like, come on, just shake my hand. No matter what the ideal thing, if you made it happen, something would go wrong. I know. Right? It's human nature. And I'm not a pessimist, but I just, something would happen. Right. It's it's human nature, exactly. Yeah. But that's what Herzog was trying to illustrate about the uh, creatures in the jungle of the Amazon. Uh-huh. That, right? Right. He was like, everything is killing everything. It's just nature. Right. It's weird. Like when you're a conscious human being, you're like, um, we're so aware of all the stuff. So why can't we just level out and have kindness and love since we're aware of like, that's what we r- really makes us happy and peaceful and calm. Um, but we over intellectualize it, but we still can't fight the human nature that makes us jealous and greedy and aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What losers, yeah. eh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the other problem with utopia, though, is also people, w- w- when you fantasize about a utopia, a lot of things become the same. A lot of things are not unique anymore. Right. Um, well, you know what I always think about with utopias? I think about in the time machine, the the people that are like eating fruit by the river in the future. Do you uh-huh. know that movie? Oh, the movie, yeah. The movie or the yeah. book? It's the oh, same. the book, yeah. But I always think it's of the movie. It is the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I always think of the movie. <laughs> but you're like, oh, that's utopia because they're all like loving each other. Right. But, right. but then the Morlocks come and eat right. them the at night. the Morlocks are bad, right. So right. it's like... They're more animalistic. They're the bad guys. They're the yeah. guys that for, have war. I think that's H.G. Wells' probably best thing. It's yeah. like, look, you can get to this utopian point. Yeah. But the Morlocks are over there still. Right. Yeah. I think that's the point in a lot of movies. Um, the remake of The Time Machine, don't go near it. I didn't see it. God, is it bad. Yeah. Yeah, super bad. They should have known. Yeah. <laughs> With their time machine. We do a show called The Time Machine, which opened up a lot of... Right. No, I'm trying to think if I knew about it. Oh, I thought you were reacting to the, oh, light, sorry, the light going up and down. Why, oh, why is yeah. that happening? Oh, Has it God. been happening the whole time? I guess so. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's part of the ambiance of this hotel. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking, uh, and there's soft uh, sort of disco lights going right. on. <laughs> um, but no, so I was mo- I was shifting my eyes to be like, do I remember the time machine? I've, I think I've seen it advertised you, on Facebook. Oh, our show, no. I, uh, I, we don't do it that much. Uh, and uh, this guy, Mike Upchurch, built a, a time machine device. Once I said I'd like to do a show where people... Um, go back in time and can do any any anybody from time yeah he said i'm gonna i'll build a machine and he basically took a like a lawn chair that he had in his apartment and built around it 
and just started hooking lights up with wires, like all these flashing lights. And he just put a battery pack together that wired that. And I went, you know electricity? And he went, no, but this is about how much you need. You just need a lot. I said, you have to, that has to be exact. The lighting has to be exact. The power has to be exact. Yeah. Um, and he got it to work, and then the wiring kept going on it. And I said, why don't you get somebody who knows electricity? <laughs> but it was a pretty great thing. It had a big – it looks kind of like the time machine uh, from the movie. It had a big round thing Amazing. that turned. And you sat in the chair and lights That's nice that he put that effort, yeah, yeah, yeah. much effort into oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we haven't done the show again. I said, as soon as you get this thing working again. So what would the comedians do? They'd act like they went back in time and then they'd tell jokes from that time period? There'd be a or? light off stage in the smoke machine and they would yeah. come out through the light and they would be somebody from the future or the past. Yeah. And they would do comedy. They wouldn't do stand-up from that period. That Some shows are like that. Yeah, where you do, you tell jokes as if you were a comedian in that time period. Yeah, you're just somebody from that time period. You could be, it could be anything. It could yeah, be comedy or a poet or uh, um, I can't even think of some of the things that people have done. There was a dance future futuristic dance troupe that'd be fun. Came out. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. It just lets you do almost anything you, you want to do. Yeah, and have the fun and of just justify it by being like. It's, and then there was yeah. a plot with the time machine throughout the show. Um, where I wind up taking over the machine, um, he goes back in time. But then the the, 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 the screen comes up and the, the time machine comes out, and it's a um, it's a completely uh, as if somebody died, like accelerated died. It's like a skull. Somebody built a thing of a guy like. Jeez, really was this at the uh, Steve Allen? Theater? Yeah, we do it. At, we do it at, during the Tomorrow Show. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a lot of work. And it's sitting in the lobby right now. It's always always gathers attention. See, that's what I like about your shows too. Is you and your buds put so much work into just a fun live show. Like a lot of people don't do that these days because they won't like put work into something if they can't see it turning into. Right, Mo- well, that's money the for them, yeah. like a TV well, show yeah. or well, something. Well, we're very stupid. Um, <laughs> Crapshoot's the closest to a show that I think could be marketed, but um, yeah, we do a dating show too. No, but that's I just, good. Then I found that someone's doing almost an identical dating show to the one we did. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, there's a time machine episode of Futurama that I I think is my favorite episode of that show. Do you know that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where Farnsworth builds it, but it can't go back in time. So it can only go forward, and yeah, they go I've forward uh, too far um, so that it's the end of the world. And then they're like, well, we'll just go forward again to the beginning of the world all over again. And then they do it, but then they miss the time that they're supposed to go again. They're like, ah, we'll just pull around back one more time and go forward. Oh, no. through. It, yeah, it's a real mind melter <laughs> of an episode. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, yeah. So do they eventually get back to their time by going forward constantly? They go forward, and then the versions of themselves are underneath them, and then that time machine squishes them, and then they I think they just bury the, wow. the versions of themselves they wow. killed, and no, then they I live in that universe. That one, no. I love that kind of mind-bendy yeah. oh, stuff. I love it, yeah. There's another good joke, too, actually, like it's a parody of the time machine thing where they go into the future, and there's this like really intelligent civilization. I forget what they're called. But Farnsworth is like, do you guys have um, technology for a time machine that goes back in time? And they're like, no. But uh, and they're like, oh yeah, and they're like, we're intelligent. We we bran- human race branched off into us. These intelligent things and the Dumblocks. And they show an image of the Dumblocks, which is a parody of the Morlocks, right? So then they're like, no, we're super intelligent, though. Come back in five years and we'll have it. And they're like, great. So they go in five years, open the door, and the dumb locks are just smashing them all with clubs <laughs> and have laid waste to the whole civilization. <laughs> and I was like, Mwah. you know what I mean? Oh, that's great. Perfect joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my all-time favorite oh, yeah. jokes. Yeah, I thought you were going to say shows, but yeah, that show is great. Oh, and too. show and yeah, joke. Yeah. 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 Cool. Any other ideas? Um traveling well i guess one utopian thing is to do a live show and have fun doing it and still make that a way you're making money yeah whereas the the way the theater works is that we we need at least 30 people to make money and even then we're making only half of the money that's made and then if there's a band i pay them so we rarely make yeah much money doing that show um we're 
talking about making pilots when I get back because the theater be destroyed. Yeah. Uh, the theater won't be there, so we may uh, do a taping and try to sell something. Have you ever hosted a show on TV, though? I feel like you would be great. I would be good. Um, <laughs> I am available. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, no? Oh, yeah, that's crazy. I don't think so. It's funny that I can't think of my career. but um, <laughs> Well, I partied with you before. Before this show today, yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> I think last year at Odd Block, you may have partied the latest two nights in a row. Yeah, can well, I say I, that I, on I record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, we, we went to a crazy house party. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I sat in the corner, and John Beduff did a card trick directly in my face. <laughs> Though I was a, a little tired, <laughs> maybe not ready for it. Uh, but it was very good. It was a very good trick. Can you do real magic or just the... Oh, can I... Sort of, but really. uh, Did I ruin your bit by saying (laughs) that? (laughs) Uh, Can you do real uh, magic? I'd like to be... I can. Yeah. I can. I've done tricks, but um, choose not to. A lot of comedians get into comedy through magic first. Right. You were saying that to me before. I mean, people do magic. Yeah. I think eh? so. I think because it's a gimmick. It's almost like having a partner at first. Right. Because it's easier yeah. to have to have an outlet. Yeah, you're like, don't look at me, look at the string. Right. <laughs> and that's why there's ventriloquists. They they really don't like being on stage. Some ventriloquists so never live, outgrow that puppet. They through the puppet, right. Yeah, and then the puppets get racist. Yeah, and the puppet <laughs> takes over and starts killing people. That's a movie. Uh, yeah, I think I saw it when I was a kid, and I was like... Okay. It's called Magic. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It's just called yeah. Magic? There's one, one movie called Magic, which is about a ventriloquist dummy. Killing yeah, because when people see the dummy killing people, they're like, wow. Right. <laughs> How does it do that? Huh. They're more taken aback by the magic of the killing than oh, the murder? Yeah. And there's a Twilight Zone like that, too, with Cliff Robertson. Really? I don't know if I saw it. Yeah. It's an old show. Have you ever heard of it? Twilight, yeah, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, okay. and 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 it was on either Netflix or something. Oh, you're and right. I, I think it is on Netflix. So I've gone back yeah. and watched it now with, um, I'm like not as a kid, and uh, I liked it. There's one with like a whole neighbor. The only one I remember is like, no, I remember a few, but a whole neighborhood thinks a bomb is about to drop on them, and they all turn on each other, and then the lesson is like, see, you're mean. Yeah. <laughs> They think there's an alien. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. They think one of them is an alien or something. So they turn, they turn on each other, right? Yeah. Uh, there's also, like, there's a lot of them where the where the reveal is that the person was dead the whole time. And then the whole episode is them being like, how come no one's talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're watching it like, yeah, talk to the guy. Right. And then at the end it's right, like, right. nah, he's dead. A lot of those episodes <laughs> are really long things to get to the end to get to the point and you're like honk the thing okay (laughs) in your utopia would you have uh twilight zone on tv (laughs) yeah but it wouldn't take it would only be 10 minutes long and they would get to the point really fast they should just tell you (laughs) imagine a twilight zone where it's like picture a place where uh, all right i'll just tell you right (laughs) it's gonna wind up he's gonna wind up being an alien (laughs) and all the other people are dead yeah, and then Rod Sterling, is that his name? Rod Sterling. He'll, he exits the TV and just comes out with you and goes, you want to go get food or something? Yes. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. I can make up stuff in he, the utopia. It could be anything. Yeah, but we're running out of time. <laughs> oh, that's good. So I don't really. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to be creative yeah. for free. I basically would just like to be happy. Huh? That's my utopia. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> You mean you don't want 100 machine yeah. guns and just be angry and killing yeah. everybody? Less cars. Yeah, I like less cars. Um, uh, do you have a car in L.A.? Not anymore. Yeah. I used to have an old 88 Cadillac that was a gas guzzler. And it's huge, and, right? And right, it was You can't huge. park it anymore, probably. No, parking was not. People always say that, but parking wasn't that big of a problem. You know, uh, I'd have to drive maybe an extra block away sometimes. Yeah. Um, but... Now that they're destroying all the parking lots in Hollywood and putting buildings up like my theater. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, yeah your I, theater has a good parking lot. 
And it's a pretty good parking lot, it right? It does. There's a park, free parking lot. Yeah. A nice porch outside that people get high on before they see the show. Yeah. The theater, a lobby, a yeah. backstage area. If you're listening oh. and you're in L.A., especially petition yeah, against... Yeah, can get together $8 million, <laughs> buy this building away from the condo people. Yeah. And aren't you kitty-corner to that great taco place, too? There's a good taco place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah. there a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty mm. good. Yeah, the burritos are great. I hope I hope it's okay, but I hope I hope you guys find another venue that's good, conducive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there will be. I don't know how... Be, uh, Utopia would be having... Another theater identical to the Steve Allen. There you go. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so without a car, what do you do? Do you lift um, and lift? I take lift. Yeah. yeah. Lift yeah. is better, right? Is lift here? No. No, right? Just Uber. Yeah. But I take real cabs over Uber here uh-huh. or in Toronto right. because Toronto is like crazy busy, lots of traffic, and I feel like cab drivers are just more adept at sure. swimming oh, yeah, yeah, through yeah. that. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, Uber drivers are, like, random people that are, like, sorry. Who knows, right? Yeah. And they're, like, I'm trying to be a doctor. And you're, like, get out of here. Well, I love, like, Lyft or Uber drivers that have the GPS map right in front of them. Yeah. They go, okay, how do you want to go? The fastest way, which would that map would tell you? Yeah, right. Yeah. But even, like, yeah, so I should say, like, even Uber drivers with the map, though, you still get shakier drivers that aren't aggressive. Yeah, oh, I agree. That's what, yeah, the cab agree, drivers yeah. will just like, you're like, oh, I, you, I didn't even know you could do that. But cab drivers don't give a shit, right? Yeah, the cabs don't need the map either. They know the town. I know. Yeah. I need that aggression right. when I'm in a hurry. So in your I, utopia, is aggression is good. <laughs> for cab drivers, <laughs> for but cab that's drivers, it. Yeah. yeah. We're not talking about your utopia, <laughs> though. We're talking about mine. My utopia is literally just being nude in the lake and everyone feeds me uh, Indian food every now and then. Oh, okay. I'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Next time on the show, I'll know what I'm talking about and I'll have a utopia. I like that you don't... You know, you seem like a pretty even-keel, content man the few times I've seen you. I could see you just genuinely having a trouble thinking about changing the world you seem pretty chill you seem okay thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean cars aside lots of people sure yeah that's reasonable my car died like right before i went to the edinburgh fringe festival a few years ago like the head gasket went and i knew that was a big problem yeah and it happened like two or three days before i was leaving so i wound up just junking it i go you know what i'm just gonna get rid of it and I kind of regret it a little bit because I think it could have been fixed. It would have been nice to still have that. Uh, but Yeah, you can always rent the and car. And that's an old, time. old engine there. It was old, yeah. It would yeah, cost yeah, yeah, yeah. way more, right? Well, they, this guy who knows cars was telling me, you know, you buy this gunk that you pour into the engine that's like 70 bucks. Yeah. Um, Did he use the word gunk? Seals. I Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Just buy the gun. I actually bought it, and I had it in my hand, and I went, I'm not doing it. I'm going to get rid of the car. Oh. It was kind of on its way anyway. Were you sad? Jack Black used to own the car. Really? Yeah. His, well, his girlfriend, Laura Keitlinger, backed into it. Yeah. And um, instead of worrying about insurance and everything, they decided to just buy it. And then she knew I didn't have a car. I was going to give it to me. Wow. Didn't see it for six months. Because it was used like an MTV Music Awards. She used it in what? Like, a pilot she was doing. So your car was famous. Kind of. <laughs> I had people want to sit in it because Jack Black I sat in it. it. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'll, I want to sit in it. Okay. <laughs> it's probably a square of... Uh, Actually, when you get up and go back upstairs, I'm going to sit in that chair for a bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's pointing at my chair. <laughs> He's talking about sitting in my chair. He's got a gun. Um, He's going over to the car. Um, wow, that's really cool. Um, so you probably saw Jack Black starting out back in the day. Yeah, I, when, I came, when I used to come down from L.A. to do shows, uh, it was like a five-and-a-half-hour drive on the most boring road ever. Oh, my God. To to L.A. I just had a, a awakening moment. So the thing that... Okay, I loved stand-up all my life and comedy all my life as a kid. But the thing that really made me want to get into comedy was Mr. Show. Uh-huh. And you've got some bit parts on the new With Bob and David. 
Yeah, I actually had talking parts that didn't show up. But you're in the but, ju- yeah. that crazy salesman mini movie they made, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, I had a, I did a big scene. Bob, I was just sitting at the table, and Bob just went, "Ron, go up and congratulate him." Like, and it was the guy who won the the steak. Yeah, yeah. So I went up and kind of congratulated him, and we talked about the steak a little bit. And it was, I thought it was really funny. Yeah, not used. But yeah, I'm in. I'm in that. Yeah. But even though I were you in the original Mister Show no, ever? No. I did warm up for, in the last season. Right. Yeah. 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 Because that I watched those episodes, each one like a hundred times. Uh huh. And that's what it's pretty great. So, so that's why when you get into stand up, and you you, you, you know you want to be that creative and silly, and then all these other guys are just being like. You're surrounded by a bunch of comedians that are being mean a lot. You're like, <laughs> you're like oh, uh, I see. And that's what made me and yeah. Brian bond and want to work together. Oh, good. And yeah, do yeah, more yeah. creative stuff. Yeah, we were yeah. both mis- big Mr. Show guys. Oh, so that's yeah. amazing. That, yeah, that's a great. great. Show. Yeah. Um, and you did my, warm up. That guy that, who I said built that time machine wrote on Mr. Show. He wrote the, Mike moon, the moon, you know, the blowing the moon yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. He wrote that sketch. I think I met him um, once in uh, Bridgetown. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, no. Was it? I don't think so. I don't think he ever went to Bridgetown. What's his name? Maybe he did. Yeah. No, he did perform one I'm, year. I'm talking 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was he my did perform fir- one year. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. See? Yeah. I think we did a show together. Mike Upchurch, right. Yeah, he was nice. Super yeah, nice. no, I, I I thought of that because also there's like a young Jack Black on that show. Like he, in the right. first season, I think. Right. Yeah. So you were part of that whole scene. Yeah, Tenacious D used to work on a show that we used to come down and do this live show in a weird dance club that had a little theater. Yeah. And all you needed was 30 people in there. But yeah. there was a show with, where I did some stuff uh, with a sketch group in San Francisco. Um, Will Farrell was in this three-man absurd sketch group guys. Wow. Who did a bit where they all wore bodysuits. Wow, I don't think I'm going to remember this well. They all wore <laughs> bodysuits. They all had rubber chickens. Um, and they were just doing like a weird performance art piece where they were playing pool with the chickens. And I think they they were probably just making it up along the way. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was super funny. Do the other guys Nothing still do comedy? Other, no? Yeah, I ran into one of them. Like, we came to the Tomorrow Show, was backstage one day. Yeah. I went, what are you doing here? But, um, yeah, and uh, those guys and Jack Black and Kyle yeah. were doing songs. And uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah, that's sort of like Pretty the scene. beginning of that, what everyone calls, quote-unquote, now the alternative comedy. It was the beginning of all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird because they, they called our scene that in the mid-2000s, like in Toronto. and But it almost had a negative connotation. <laughs> like, we had our own fan base. <laughs> right. But right. then, like, club comics would be like, oh, what's alternative? The alternative to funny? And yeah, we'd be like, right. I don't oh, think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> they were threatened. That's why. Yeah, I think you're right. They were but threatened. that's but you are a part of the f- probably the first big wave of that in the '90s. Yeah, I mean, I was doing. Well, I remember seeing I you do. on Doctor Katz, and you did the tape recorder thing. <laughs> that was so funny. Jonathan Katz uh, is when I when I he was a big influence on me when I was a oh, he's teen great. Yeah, 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 in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. He's so funny. His brain yeah, is super funny. funny. Super dry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, I can't. Whenever, every time I call him, it's just super funny. I can't get over it. Oh, really? And, Do you guys talk a lot he, still? And then he'll just, he'll just go, all right, Brian, bye. And he'll just hang up, and that'll be the end of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like never, no preamble. Never, never call him back. Yeah. Yeah, wow. there's no amble at all at the end yeah. of the thing, right? <laughs> oh, my God. And there's no preamble. That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Any, close your eyes, and any last thought? Picture Utopian World. Anything that you would just love that's not available now? Um, maybe if I had a different job. Like what? Nope. That's can't not specific enough. Nope. Can't think of anything else. <laughs> it's like, nope. oh, crap. We just talked about how amazing your career is. <laughs> ah, I should have done something yeah, else. Yeah, should have done something else. <laughs> Yeah. That's, All right. That's well, the point of that. I think this will go up in like a week or two. No, it won't. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were serious about the months from now. No, it'll be soon. Oh, okay. No, I'm. I'm a super dry humorist. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that funny? That month joke. Month joke. Yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. What? Um. Months. When will this take months? Oh, okay. 
When will uh, I'm but if you're, it's all timing. <laughs> it's all what? Time, yeah. It's all yeah, timing. That's the best joke in the world. Comedy is all about one, two, three, right. four. Well, here's one way. It, ask me. Ask me what I do for a living. What do you do for and a then, living? Wait, wait, no. Ask me what I do for a living, and then ask me what's the most important thing about it. What do you do for a living? I'm a Polish comedian. What's the timing? Most <laughs> Why Polish? I don't know. Polish joke. <laughs> my Polish fans are going to literally destroy me now. Oh, good. <laughs> That's my ideal utopia. <laughs> All your Polish fans just destroying you. <laughs> my perfect utopia is you being ripped to shreds by Polish men. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people in L.A., go see the Tomorrow Show for the le- next month, right? Yeah. September? Yeah. September 30th is our big show. And then go petition for the Tomorrow Show to have a nice home somewhere. Yeah, right? Help them. Help yeah. them. Yeah. And follow me on something. Ron Lynch 1. On Twitter? I'm on Twitter. And Instagram. and Yeah. Everything else. <laughs> well, thanks so much for doing it. Do you have fun? Oh, I did have fun. I wish, it was, I wish we could keep talking. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, me too. But I can do That's your again. utopia. Right? You talk to me forever while I'm being killed by Polish men. Yeah, and I'll <laughs> I'll come up with an idea for a utopia. That would be my utopia. Having yeah, that thanks idea. for coming on Utopia to me. I hope you come up with an idea for a utopia later. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, everyone, that was Ron Lynch. Ron, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out and be a classic goof with me. It was very fun. Uh, Hope to see you again soon. People uh, follow him at Ron Lynch One on Twitter, and also just check out all the TV shows he's been on and voices he's done for like Bob's Burgers, Adventure Time, Home Movies, you name it. And uh, yeah, keep if you're in LA, go watch his show, uh, The Tomorrow Show. And yeah, so there you go. That was a fun, chill hang time. Glad you guys got to listen. Also, follow us at Utopia to Me. And uh, we need more followers. We need more tweets. Everything. Keep telling everybody. Go on iTunes. Rate it. Leave comments. Keep promoting. Um, a lot more episodes coming out. Uh, so we're getting back into that reg- more regularly. And a lot of new stuff coming down the pike. So, yeah. Thanks for checking it out. And follow me uh, at Chris Locke Fun on Twitter. I say dumb jokes every now and then. Some people like them. Some people retweet them. It's... <clears throat> it's the best part of my life. Okay, I uh, no matter no matter where I am, I check to see if you've liked my tweets, and then I feel good, and I don't have to uh, go to therapy anymore. But also, I promote shows, and starting tonight, if you're in Toronto, because this comes out now tonight, for the next uh, week and a half, JFL 42 is here, the Just for Laughs Toronto version festival. I'm one of the acts of the 42, so I've got shows tonight at the Rivoli. And and at the Comedy Bar, and I'll be jumping on some other shows, too, so I'll be around. So if you like my stand-up, you can see me then. That's going to be a big deal. Um, lots of fun shows. So, yeah, thanks for checking it out. Um, I hope you didn't fall asleep on my roof without a hat on, and then the sun burnt your head or your skin. See, I'm a bald guy. This is the type of stuff I worry about. And um, other than that, get off my roof. Go walk around um, the city and try and find the biggest tree you can. And just pat it on its bark and say, thank you for oxygen, okay? Thanks. Enjoy yourself. Have, a, have fun. Bye. Thank you.